I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. I have a very exciting guest today that I'm really excited to speak with and his whole goal in life is literally to make you suck less at Jiu-Jitsu. And if you want to look like someone who doesn't suck at Jiu-Jitsu while working on actually not sucking at Jiu-Jitsu, then Epic Roll is here to help. Geese, rash guards, t-shirts, hoodies, shorts, joggers, anything and everything you could ever need for jujitsu epic roll has and i'm very generously going to get you 15 percent off your order at epicrollbjj.com with the code podcast 15 whether you're on the mat or off the mat epic roll will have you looking like someone who is really good at jujitsu whether or not that is true and because epic roll is gear designed by grapplers for grapplers you know that it's going to hold up to your most grueling training sessions give them a follow on the gram at epic roll bjj and like i said use the code podcast 15 at epic to take 15 percent off your order the reason i keep talking about whether or not you suck at jujitsu is because my guest today wants to help you suck less at jujitsu one episode of his show at a time from the i suck at jujitsu show please welcome josh mckinney Josh, man, thanks so much for coming on. I know it took us a little while to get uh, connected, but I'm glad we're here now. Yeah, man, me too. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Yeah, we were, you know, we were talking like a couple months ago about doing a show together, and then I blew my knee out, and everything just kind of went like everything got put on pause for a little bit. So I, I appreciate you waiting a little bit to to get together, but for sure, man. Now, so I'm happy. To be honest, I thought it was me. I thought I was the reason we didn't get together. I actually was about <laughs> to fire my assistant too, but the problem is. I'm my assistant. So, you know, <laughs> you're doing, you're doing the Dwight Schrute, your own. Assistant. Exactly. Exactly. So I was going to get fired there. I'm glad you saved me. <laughs> I, I'm glad I could save a job for a little while longer, but have you ever had a, a nasty injury like that? Have you ever had like a, a big blowout? So I, I've had, I had a shoulder injury that kept me out for like six weeks. It probably should have kept me out longer. Um, but, um, that was probably one of my most significant, like, bad injuries at a time, but I've had a few rib injuries that lingered and kept coming back. Uh, and yeah, they that, never go I, away. They didn't they just and, never go away. And so I dealt with that for like all of last year and uh, probably even a little longer. And so uh, that was just, I, I was able to train a lot of the time, uh, but it, I wasn't able to train the way I wanted to be training. Yeah. I, I, I know the feeling of like, you want to just get back to it. So you mm -hmm. rush it a little bit. So the injury doesn't quite go away. So you're like, you just get in this loop of, I, it still hurts, but good enough to train. And you train and it hurts worse. So you wait and then it gets good enough to train and it hurts worse. But I, I've been lucky, you know, I, I've been doing jujitsu for like more than a decade and outside of MMA injuries, which I don't think count towards jujitsu, but I never had like a major problem, a major injury. And then, you know, blew out, blew out my knee. So I think I was maybe overdue for something. Yeah, man, that's you, you, you usually you can't you can't escape it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was doing MMA for so long and I had, you know, obviously injuries there. But I, when people are punching and kicking you, I don't think it's fair to put that in the same group as like <laughs> jujitsu injuries. But <laughs> I always ask people when they come on the show, how did you get into jujitsu? How did you get started on the mat? So I, uh, my mom made me actually, I, uh, okay. yeah, I was, I was 14. Uh, and that wasn't like the first thing that my mom made me do. Uh, I tried swimming. I tried tennis. I tried basketball. Um, I tried soccer. I just really, I was, I wasn't into any of those things. And, um, 
my mom said, okay, you know, you're overweight, you know, you need to lose weight. Um, it's either going to be Taekwondo or jujitsu. And so those were my two choices. I had actually done some grappling when I was a kid. We, when I say that, I mean, we bought Gracie, uh, in action, the, the self-defense tapes, and we would watch those and do them in our garage and even had like 20 other kids that would do them with us. We really had no guidance, but the VHS tapes, but we had grappling experience. And so I knew, okay, I don't want to do Taekwondo. I want to do jujitsu. And at that time, uh, Matt Hughes had just opened a gym in our town. And I mean, it was just so perfect for us. Uh, I met uh, the guy who is still my coach to this day, Kyle Watson. And um, I went in the first night thinking, okay, I'll do this. You know, it probably will be fun. I'll maybe do it once a week. Uh, it'll just be something I'll do when I'm not watching pro wrestling. And then, um, I went the first night and I go, I'm going to do this every day for the rest of my life. And I have, yeah, I, I think most people have that experience where you either do it and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Or you do it and you're like, okay, I hate this because people are strangling me when I outweigh them by 50 pounds and I don't like it. So you leave, but I, I think the majority stick around for at least till they get to blue belt and then they just, you know, bounce. And then belt, they just disappear. When you started, I mean, I'm assuming you didn't start and in the first week think, okay, I'm going to have this really successful podcast and show where I talk about jujitsu. So how did you go from just training jujitsu to trying to help people not suck at jujitsu? Um, honestly, I, I, so I guess the concept of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show, it was going to be a YouTube channel and it was going to be me basically looking at things like breaking down positions um, and saying, these are the reasons that you suck. And then I was playing with the idea, should it be the You Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show or the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show? Because uh, you could learn together. And uh, I just, I could never grasp, I could never do a good job of consistent um, video. I just like be, even though I'm like, I, I enjoy being on camera, I'm good at it. It's just never something I could really be consistent at. And one of my students one time, uh, this like three years ago said, Hey, uh, you know, I was listening to this podcast or whatever. And he goes, you should start a podcast. And nobody had ever suggested that to me. And I, I listened to a bunch of podcasts. I was really into podcasting and I go, you know what? I'll, I'll try it. And so the first one I did, I did it like the next day and I just, recorded it into my phone uh, in my bedroom. And like, that was like the least echo room in the house. And that was uh, for a long time uh, until we just started to get so far down that nobody scrolls back to episode one for a long time. That was like my most listened to episode. I had a similar experience where we started and it was just like, I don't know what I'm doing with a <laughs> podcast. I, I, I don't know like really how to edit videos or how to make it seem like it makes sense, but we're just going to go and do it. You know, and, and at the time it was me and my buddy Mike doing it. And it was like out of necessity in COVID lockdown where we couldn't train. And we just like, we're talking about jujitsu all day. Let's just record it. And then it just kind of like snowballs. Like, it's just like jujitsu itself. Where I was like, okay, I actually want to get good at this. So like you do it, do it, do it, do it. And, and, and it gets a little bit better, but you do a lot of episodes. You're posting really consistently. Was that done on purpose as an effort to get better and better and better at it? Or did it just kind of naturally happen where you were consistently putting stuff out? So I was doing like, I feel like last year I did a pretty good job. Uh, I think I posted like um, 
38 or 40 of the 52 weeks. And um, this, this year, I just, at the beginning of the year, I was trying to set some goals and I was like, you know, what's a very accomplishable, accomplishable goal that I should do. So like, I should post every Thursday. I'm like, I, I, uh, I don't know what else I'll post. Any other content? You, as you know, when you're trying to be a content creator, you can't just post. Or for most of us, we can't just post once a week until you're really well established. So then I'm posting all kinds of other stuff and sending all kinds of emails and stuff. But I knew I could make that once a week. And really, when I started doing that after like 20 weeks, I really started noticing that my podcast was growing, and all I could attribute it to was the consistency, you know, like I felt like not much, obviously I'm getting better at doing it, um, but still not much has changed. It's just every Thursday morning, you can expect an I suck at jujitsu show. And so uh, that I think was kind of that, that big shift from what, what the heck am I even doing with this thing to, Oh, I think that, I think that this thing could be my thing. I think that this, this has been what I'm looking for. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you had a stretch where you were doing like intentionally doing, putting out an episode every day for a week. And <laughs> I, I did. Like, yeah. When you were doing that, I was like, man, I can't imagine. Like for me trying to put out, thinking about trying to put out one episode every day, like <laughs> it's just an overwhelming, like I'm, I'm like already getting like panic sweats about it. I'm going to have to put out an episode every day and we're just talking about it. So that must've been a very stressful time in I, your life. I thought. I didn't think it was going to be easy, but I thought I was going to be able to do it a little better than I did. <laughs> I um, I was really hoping that I would uh, be able to get it all rolling because it was kind of it was built around me releasing a uh, an instructional with my dad called How to Learn Jujitsu, and so we were going to release this instructional. I wanted to really try to push the podcast that week and, and get people excited, and then I was also releasing uh, this ebook that I was giving away, and so I was really excited about it. And I like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do these seven episodes. I'll have them all done in advance, and then I'll just upload them right when all the automated emails start coming out and I will be uh, Tim Ferriss for a week and I will sit on a, a beach somewhere and everything will be great. And of course, none of those things happened. Uh, yeah, it never goes the way you it, want it to go. It doesn't. I, I got, I had the first four done and edited exactly how I liked them. And then the next three were the hardest three pieces of content that I have ever created in my life. I was just, I was tired. I had already, I had made these episodes a few times and there was like some of the few episodes I just go, I'm really just not getting the point across. I don't like what's happening here. And so it, it was just a, uh, yeah, it was, it was no fun. I remember I was editing, like I expected to be done by Sunday and I was editing at like 12 a.m. on Wednesday. And I was thinking if I just get it done, then I get at least an extended weekend. You know, I was yeah, looking you can for at least that. get a small break. Yeah. <laughs> Something to look forward to. And yeah. so I was I was able to get it done and it and it all went off. It was all good. Yeah, it's it's that time management, I think, is the hardest part. Like and, and not just even like for like guys like us who are doing shows and trying to do episodes and videos and all that, but just even for people who are just trying to balance training. Like, I think that there's a, like the cliche of like, oh, everyone has like the same 24 hours in a day, but you don't like that's not <laughs> true. Like you don't have that. If you wake up and you have kids, 
are you going to choose to not be with your kids so you can sit down and I can sit in this chair and <laughs> talk into a camera or like you know, there's the times where you have to take care of your kids. Then you have to work your real job. And then you were talking about jujitsu. So I probably should train jujitsu at some point. And then <laughs> what am I going to sit down at like 10 o'clock and record an episode every day? Like it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it goes for just even training jujitsu. Like you have to work this schedule where most places have a set number of classes every week. You have to work your schedule to try to make as many of those classes as you can. And it's, I think it's a, it's a juggling act that people don't take into consideration enough how stressful it can be just getting your schedule set. (laughs) It really, man, it really is. That's something I've been just trying to do better at as a, like as a jujitsu athlete, Uh, I do pretty good now scheduling how I do my podcast when I do it and um, what I'm teaching at my gym and when I'm teaching. And, uh, but I think the place that I've always not been as consistent because I've been trying to build these other things is my training to, you know, trying to compete at adult black belt. Uh, There are just so many tough guys in it. And um, I just know like, Hey, they have a routine, you know, they have, they have consistency in their training. Uh, and so even if I feel like I am better technically than some of them, I won't be able to compete as an athlete against them. And so, uh, I just started to really focus on a routine that I could physically keep and that I could mentally keep. And, uh, I really have been, you know, I don't know how it, worked because uh the first tournament i'll be doing is next week but uh you know i I know i feel really good and i know i've uh been able to train harder than i've ever trained i think that's a lesson from jujitsu that that a lot of people could take away if they thought about it in that way where just let jujitsu be jujitsu just be on the mat let all of the other stress of whatever your job is or whatever bills you have to pay like just focus on the jujitsu and just distract yourself a little bit because I mean, all that stuff is still going to be there when you get done anyway. So you might as well enjoy the roles as much as possible. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that uh, I think being in the moment for most people is very hard. Uh, I it's think, a difficult skill. It's a yeah, difficult skill. It is. And and I think even and it's crazy, but uh, you will find yourself even in a round, your focus leaving the round. You know, you're I mean, you're fighting somebody, even somebody tough that that's really pushing you. You will think like, man, should I have said that to this guy today? You know, and it was and it's it's not the moment. It's not the round. And you would just thinking about, hey, what is happening to me right now? How could I beat this? You might not only be able to escape, but you might get better. And so I think a lot of people just don't just don't stay in the moment very much, especially even on the mat when you really should be. With I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu, I think it touches the name of your show, touches a lot of people because I think most people think they suck at Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you ever noticed how, like, self-deprecating people are when they talk about Jiu-Jitsu? Like, everyone on the mat thinks that they're not really good at Jiu-Jitsu, but that just cannot be possible. It can't just be <laughs> the guys who win Worlds and ADCC are the only good ones and everyone else sucks. So, like, why do you think people think they suck at Jiu-Jitsu? Man, I think it's because there's probably always someone better. And there is really, after the first like six months, so the first six months, you're learning so much. You're learning all the positions. You're learning everything that there is to know, or at least to talk about, about jujitsu. And then you start to notice how 
absolutely bad you are at like that six months, right? Uh, you, you weren't even aware of it before, but now you notice, wow, I, I suck. These guys that I thought we were having competitive rounds and they were barely beating me are obviously going as easy on me as they go with the kids when they teach kids class. You know, they're obviously playing with me and you start to go, whoa, I suck. And then what happens, what's funny about jujitsu is six years later, now you're six and a half years in and you're a really good purple belt and you smash everybody. And then all of a sudden a 15, 16 year old kid walks into your gym and just thrashes you and you go, whoa, I suck at (laughs) jujitsu. And as good as I get at jujitsu, I still go in these, I go in certain matches and have certain moments where I go, oh my gosh, do I know anything? This guy is killing me. I can't even explain how he, I need to, I need to to sit down and watch this match before I can podcast about it because I don't know what happened. And, right, right. you know, I think we all fall into that. Oh man, I, I suck at jujitsu, man. And, uh, and I think it is, um, I think a lot of times, even in jujitsu, it's easy to get too serious about it. And I thought having a uh, a a very very not serious name would be fun for the podcast too. And so I just thought it would be uh, it was kind of that twofold of like, man, I think that most people that think they suck could just tweak their thinking a little bit and uh, it would really help them. And then most people who don't realize that they suck could tweak their thinking a little bit and realize that they suck. For sure. For sure. And I, I, it is, it's a great name for a show. It's a, it's a, your show is as a, as a great title, I think, but you, when you touched on like it not being so serious or, or approaching it that way, there's an element of, if you don't think you suck a little bit, you're like almost too comfortable because you need to be aware that someone could still kill you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. If you think you don't suck, maybe you're a little too complacent with how good you are. So you should probably always approach it like there is someone who can still kill me. So probably a good mentality to have if you're always trying to not suck, maybe stay alive a little bit longer. You know? <laughs> You've done some cool interviews on your show. Is there anyone that stands out as being like your favorite interview or your favorite episode? Uh, I usually, I don't know. I think every time I'm asked this, I give a different answer, but, uh, at least in my head right now, uh, my favorite one was, uh, Kenny Florian. I, you know, I, it was really cool to, to, to talk to him. He was had, you know, the episode was really good. Uh, but after the episode, he like stayed on for like 10 minutes and just, gave me some advice about my podcast and kind of told me, Hey, I think you could be really good at this. And it was an early show for me. And he was my first big get. And then I, you know, he said that and I was like, Oh, okay. I, yeah. that sounds great. I, you know, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and that's so a big thing coming from a big person to tell you that, like, that's a yeah, big motivator. And so for, for me, that was like, you know, I think all I needed was something, but that was something for me. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. there, I'm, I'm in, I'm sold out. I want to do this. And, and that's one of the cool things about, like I say all the time about doing this, where it's like this connection with people through jujitsu where you don't get in other sports and like people who are celebrities to us, like top fighters and athletes are willing to spend the time and come on and talk to you about jujitsu. It's like one of the coolest things in the world. You build those relationships with people that you would a lot of times that are just out of your league and you're yeah. like, oh, 
all I do is I, you know, that this is like a USB microphone, right? Yeah. You, know, you know, it's like a hundred bucks. Anybody could do this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, it's just, uh, you know, but once you start to get big enough or once you just start to gain enough confidence, honestly, uh, yeah. you can get really good guests. But I think that's something about jujitsu that you kind of make these connections with people who you might have nothing else in common with for the, like any other aspect of your life, but jujitsu kind of like ties you together. And I think that's one of the coolest things about Brazilian jujitsu. Yeah. One of my students the other day, uh, we were driving to train and he goes, uh, do you have any friends that, you know, that you don't, that, that don't do jujitsu? And I was like, well, obviously I have some family members that don't do jujitsu. And I like, well, let me think. I go, oh, well, you know, my best friend, I go, he, uh, he and I have been best friends since seventh grade. He doesn't train. And he's like, oh, well, how did you meet? And I was like, well, he, he was training jujitsu. And so we, we met and he's yeah. like, so you don't have any friends that aren't from, I was like, well, he doesn't do it now. So yeah, it uh, counts. That, yeah that counts. <laughs> well, I think too, is like as adults, your, your friends are people you work with. Cause like, when you're a kid, your friends are people you go to school with. When you're adults, it's like maybe people you work with or I, I don't know. I don't know how to really make friends with people that don't do jiu-jitsu <laughs> because what I do is I do jiu-jitsu and I go to work. So I, and the thing about jiu-jitsu too is that like a good jiu-jitsu school has no politics on the mat. There's no religion on the mat. There's no like nonsense. And there's people who I train with I have blocked on Facebook because of the crazy nonsense, the political stuff they post, but they come to the mat and we have the time of our lives because that's left behind and we just do jujitsu. And if I saw that person in any other context, I don't think we would be friends, but because we just do jujitsu, it works. I, yeah, I totally agree. I, I totally agree with the whole statement. That is a, such a cool part of jujitsu is that you don't, you just, you just can go train. You don't have to care about any of the other stuff. And it seems like um, in the world today that people have this, this right to say whatever they want to you whenever they want to you just all the time, right? And uh, on the mats, for whatever reason, maybe it's that we're beating each other up, um, but there is for some reason you just don't, you don't feel that, uh, that right or that need uh, and people that do, they just get beat up worse. Right, right. And it's like, I don't know, there's just something about keeping the jujitsu the school just the jujitsu school and not making it anything, like just leaving the devices. To, like there, there's plenty of Thanksgiving dinners where you can argue with your crazy uncle who <laughs> will forward you a bunch of conspiracy theories. You guys can have that at home. Like I just want to come and strangle people and I'm like the crazy one for only wanting to strangle people and not fucking argue about shit. You know, it's, Jiu-jitsu can be a great unifier if everyone would just leave their Facebook at home and we could just all come and choke each other. I know you have, you're competing soon. You've, you've done a lot of episodes recently. Is there anything that I can have people look forward to in the near future from you? Yeah. So I am going to, I guess it'll be next month, the beginning of next month. I'm going to release my uh, Trinity of Guard Passing. It's just my uh, this, this. So I've been teaching this seminar lately, uh, and it's on distance management from someone's guard when you are on top uh, and understanding kind of where you should be. And then any how anytime you're not there, you should leave. You should exit the position. And uh, it's just a really simple, easy way for people to start passing like 
pretty much any type of guard. And, uh, and then there are three main finishes, uh, to those, you know, to that distance. And that's the, the knee cut, the dope mount, uh, and the, the Toriando or the bullfighter pass. And so I have planned on doing this for a long time, just haven't done it. I've taught seminars with it, but just never recorded it all as a, uh, as an actual product. Uh, but as soon as I get back from Chicago, I'm going to do that. And then we're going to release it in the beginning of September. And so that'll be, yeah, that's kind of the next thing I have. Yeah, that's, that's soon. That's like a couple weeks away. That's, are you like scrambling to put finishing touches on or things good to go? Oh man. I, so now when I do courses, uh, I will write everything out and have it all planned and actually do all of the, um, the marketing and all of the other stuff, like the the, the page it's going to be sold on, and all that stuff first, and so that stuff's done. Um, but then I don't record the product until like a week or two before, because then it lets me if I you know one sometimes you you make a product and then you go to market it and you go wow I didn't think about marketing this it doesn't make you know it doesn't make sense it can't be explained in a sentence right, and right, right. Uh, and you know, sometimes that happens when I, you know, and then I end up doing way more trying to fix that. Um, but when I build the marketing of it first and just say, Hey, this is the main goal that we are going to accomplish. Then it's really easy to make the instructional because I can always relate to, Hey, this is what I said. The main goal was, you know, so if I haven't explained that, then that's the only reason that, that this wouldn't be a good product. Right. Uh, I can just focus in and say, no, I, you know, I explained this, this main point has been explained. These bullet points that we say have, you know, have been deeply understood. And, uh, then it's, it's really easy to, to do the recording. It's kind of the fun part. And it also gives you sort of the ability to like, you put something, you record something, and then maybe you six weeks go by and there's like little details. You're like, Oh, I wish I would have added that. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have said that. I wish I said that. And you're not going to go back and re-record the entire thing. So I think that's a good approach where you right up until you're putting it down, you're still working on what you want to teach and, and fine tuning the message a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, and I still like to, I, how I always will do, uh, instructionals like my students will never buy them because I will teach that stuff in class for like six weeks. And then I have all the right dad jokes refined to put in wherever they need to be. Yeah. I have all the, you know, the details because, you know, you, practice with 40 people and I explain it a certain way and I go, man, seven or eight of these guys got this detail wrong. I have to do a better job explaining that. And right, so, right. uh, yeah, it just gives me a lot of practice. And then it feels like, um, when we're recording it, it's pretty much all one take. You're just, Hey, I'm just going to teach this again. I taught this a bunch of times now. Where can people find it when it comes out or is that not uh, information uh, it, you have yet? No, it is. It'll be at simplifyingjujitsu.com. Uh, so that will be, uh, that's where we sell all of our products. I, I run simplifyingjujitsu.com. And so, uh, that is where we put all of our products. And, uh, if you want information on it, the best way to get that information would be to go to simplifyingjujitsu.com and sign up for my free ebook, the three lenses, and it would put you on my emailing list and the three lenses is, is a, I, in my opinion, a good read. And, uh, uh, so I think that, you know, it's kind of a double win there. I will link to that below in the description so that people can just give it a click and hopefully get there in, in one easy click. 
If anyone is not already following you or listening to your show, just real quick, run down that info and then I'll link to it all below. But just in case anyone prefers to type it all out, where can people find everything they need to find for you? So my podcast, the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show is on YouTube and it is on pretty much anywhere you would get a podcast. Uh, it is, you know, on all the main ones, uh, uh, Google, Apple, and Spotify. And then if you guys want to hear from me, keep up with what I am doing, you can follow me on Instagram at the Josh McKinney. Okay. And like I said, I will link to all that below. So it should be easy for people to click. Dude, thanks so much for coming on. I, I like I said in the beginning, I appreciate the little bit of a holding pattern I think I put you in, but <laughs> I, for me, I appreciate you sticking around and I think it was worth the wait, but you might have a different opinion, but I, I enjoyed it, man. I, I really did. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, dude. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks to Josh McKinney for coming on. Please check out the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. I have linked to it down in the description for your easy clicking. Also linked for easy clicking is the link to Patreon, where you can get ad-free episodes, bonus episodes, early access to episodes, and exclusive contests and giveaways. So please check that out. I have a lot more in the works that you will be able to hear very soon, even sooner on Patreon, but I will see you all in the next one.